Hello, welcome back to the Shaping Little Minds podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I actually was debating whether or not I should be doing an episode on Christmas, but I decided to just go for it. So for all those who are celebrating, Merry Christmas. I honestly cannot believe we're approaching a new year. Time flies. 2023 was a really great year for me, honestly. Of course, it had its ups and downs, but I was on a mission to change the circumstances in my life, and for the most part, I did. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I want to give you a little bit of background. 2022 was one of the most challenging years for me in all aspects of life. I went through financial hardship that lasted way longer than I would have liked. My mindset was absolute shit so I wasn't making any money in my business, and what I was struggling with my living situation. I promised myself at the end of last year that 2023 would be different. I promised myself that 2023 would be my year, and I would do anything and everything I could to change my circumstances. So today, On the podcast, I wanted to share six lessons that I have learned this year. But first, let's talk about today's podcast sponsorship. Do you ever feel like if you got more support, you might actually be happier in the classroom? Maybe you're not even sure where to get that support? Let me direct you to my one-on-one coaching program. It is a great place to get individualized support. With that support comes a learning portal that you can dive into at your own pace, access to various additional resources, and access to me as your coach. One-on-one coaching is here to meet your needs so that you can go from feeling overwhelmed, questioning your teaching abilities, and feeling lost to feeling confident in yourself and in your teaching abilities. So here's everything you need to know about the program. The program currently runs for 12 weeks or three months. Teachers have a learning portal, as I said earlier, that you can dive into at your own pace and have lifetime access to it. That means even after our 12 weeks together, you still have access to that portal. We schedule four 60-minute calls each month that are one-on-one and totally led by you and what you need to cover during that call. Recaps and recordings of each coaching call will be available within 24 to 48 hours of the call. You get any classroom work reviewed by me, rules, routines, procedures, lesson plans, etc. You have 24-6 Voxer access, so from Sunday to Friday, you have access to me through a free messaging app called Voxer. This is a place for you to get further support in between each of our calls. And right now, the cost is $9.97 with three different payment options. You can pay in full, the full $9.97. You can pay $333 over the course of three months or pay $167 over the course of six months. My clients have seen tremendous growth and success within this program. It is a program like no other in early education. And I'm telling you right now, prices go up on January 1st. So don't miss your chance to get in at this price. Plus, when you sign up before January 1st, you get a free 90-minute goal-setting call where we will dive into all of your goals for the upcoming year, both personal and professional. We also will create action items for you to be able to accomplish those said goals and schedule those action items into your calendar. 
I only have two spots left, so I suggest you grab them while you can. It is truly first come, first serve in this situation. You can apply by filling out the application with the link in the description below. Once the application is filled out, I will personally message you to let you know whether or not you're a good fit for the program, and then we can schedule our free initial call. On that call, we'll create a three-step plan that we will work to achieve throughout our 12 weeks together. So if you have any questions, my DMs are always open. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Shaping Little Minds Podcast anytime. I cannot wait to support you. Let's dive on in. Hey there, Adva here. I am so excited to welcome you to the Shaping Little Minds podcast where we help support and mentor early childhood teachers inside the classroom. This is a place where we dive into classroom management, growth mindset, professional learning, and so much more. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators were supported inside the classroom. I created this platform in order to help teachers feel confident, supported, and develop a sense of trust in their teaching. Let's make teaching exciting again. I always love to review and share the insights I got throughout during this time of year specifically. I feel like it's important to be honest with myself and also with you when looking at the year ahead so that I can learn from my past. And today I'm going to share six lessons I learned in 2023 and reflect on how I can do differently in 2024. So let's dive right on in to lesson number one, which is support is critical to a person's ability to change their circumstances. I tried so hard to do everything DIY. My mindset was in the dumps, so I journaled it out and replaced negative with positive. I I tucked the negativity into a corner and pretended it was never there. Financial hardships applied to all the jobs in the world, even if it meant making, even if it meant giving up on my business and required more time than I was willing to give. Business not making money? Get all the strategies I need and put them into play while pretending I actually believed in what I was selling. You can probably guess that none of this actually worked. It made me miserable. I felt at a complete loss and nothing was working. Here's what happened once I got the support that I actually needed to start making those changes. I stopped taking jobs that were so obviously not right for me or right for my goals that I wanted to accomplish because I was desperate. I stopped pushing negative emotions aside and instead gave myself the space to feel them so that I could actually move forward. And I stopped believing that if I just worked harder, things would change because that never worked in my favor and actually only exacerbated the burnout I was feeling. There are two branches of support that I had during this time. One was business coaching. This coaching changed the trajectory of my business and actually helped to shift my mindset. And two was life coaching. Life coaching helped me look at my life with a different lens and create the shifts that I had wanted to see for so long. These shifts would have never been possible without the support. I am so, so grateful I was able to invest in myself the way I did. My life is completely different than it was in January of this year, and it's why I push support for teachers so, so much, and why I truly believe in the transformation that happens in such a short time. Now, lesson number two. 
Setting goals will not necessarily get you to where you want to be. It's the end of December and so many are talking about a New Year's resolution and setting goals for the coming year. Thing is that setting goals doesn't necessarily mean you'll get to the finish line. Now don't get me wrong, I love goal setting, especially as a new year comes around, but there's so much more that goes into goal setting to make sure that these goals come to fruition. Here's what I like to do in addition to just writing out my goals. Underneath the big goal I have for myself, I like to write out the actions I need to take in order to make them happen. I also split my goals into categories, health, business, personal, relationships, etc. Once all that is done, I plan out each week the week before. To preface, I have the ability to truly design my schedule in a way that works for me. If you're an educator, you have specific work hours. So I'll outline what I do and then give you an example of how you can do this even with a very specific schedule. As many of you know, I work for early intervention as I continue to build this business. So most days I have cases early in the morning until around 2 p.m. After the last case, I dedicate two hours each afternoon to do any business work that needs to get done and I don't work blindly. Each day, I schedule out two to three tasks that I know I can get done in the hours that I've set for myself. For you as an educator, you can plan for the hours after or before school, whichever you prefer. So let's say you have a goal to work out three times a week. Ask yourself the following. What is a time that would work best for me to do a workout? How will I hold myself accountable in pursuing this ideal of working out three times a week? Why is this something that is important to, for me to stick to? Setting goals is great, but it's about taking messy actions on those goals so that you can actually say you achieve them at the end of the year. If you need goal-setting support as an educator, I have a few spots left for a one-off 90-minute coaching session, or you can apply for one-on-one -on -one coaching and get that free 90-minute goal-setting session. Um, and not only that, I have something coming very soon that will help you a tremendous amount with goal-setting, so definitely stay tuned. And that brings me to my next lesson, which is messy action is the only thing that can change your circumstances. Things might feel slow, you might feel stuck, or your entire life is your teaching career and you know that it should be more than just teaching. But there's no action being made on your part. You're frozen because the actions you know you need to take feel risky or scary or close to impossible. You feel like you need more confidence in order to take those steps to change those circumstances. Let me tell you something that I learned later in life that I truly wish I knew as a teacher and as a business owner. Action breeds confidence. Let me say that again. Action breeds confidence. If you don't take action, you'll never feel confident enough to do the thing that you want to do. I'll give you a personal example. About two and a half years ago, I wanted to launch this podcast. At first, it felt hard. I didn't have the money to invest in expensive equipment. I hated the way I sounded when recorded. I didn't know how I'd be able to come up with content for the podcast each week, year after year. I didn't have the first clue as to how to promote the podcast. Fast forward almost three years later, 
I still don't have the fancy equipment. I got over myself and recorded anyway. I listened to the teachers I was speaking to and with in order to come up with content. And I promoted the podcast in a way that felt good for me. It became a top-rated podcast for early childhood educators. Can you imagine if I'd let all those doubts and fears get in the way? First of all, you wouldn't be here listening to this if I'd let myself get caught up in those doubts and fears. All that to say, when you take action, you actually end up building the confidence you thought you needed to do the thing in the first place. So here's what I want you to do today. Take one action and just continue to build on that action. Before you know it, that thing that felt really hard will actually start to feel easier than you had ever imagined. All right, lesson number four, being present is a choice. And I'm going to be honest, I heard this on a podcast and I thought it was brilliant. We are all in some way addicted to our work, to our phones, to our technology, etc. It's kind of the society we live in. We're rewarded for hustling, for doing it all. Did you know that we spend an average of four and a half hours on our devices versus an average of two and a half hours on our devices in 2022? That average doubled in just one year. This activity takes us away from so much that's happening in life. When we decide to be present, we put ourselves in a position to be loved, to laugh, to enjoy others' company, and to really romanticize the life we have rather than watching someone else's highlight reel. At the start of this year, I truly thought my life was boring, and sometimes I still catch myself saying that. I would watch others' highlight reels and truly believe that I was missing something. Usually, my thoughts went to the missing piece is money. But in reality, I didn't soak in what I had in that moment. In reality, the piece that was missing was my making a choice to not be present. I started to do that more and more as the year went on, and I truly started to love the life I had created for myself. I learned that I had to make a choice if I wanted to love my life and enjoy the people I cared about most. I had to be present. I had to put my phone down and stop working myself to the ground. And that brings me to the next lesson. Lesson number five is your productivity does not equal your worth. As I said before, we live in a society that rewards us for hustling, for working really, really hard. No one tells you how important it is to rest. No one tells you how important it is to have a life outside of work, outside of teaching. No one tells you that as women, we actually don't work on 24-hour cycles like men do. If you didn't know about the difference in cycles between men and women, it's something I highly recommend you learn about. It helped me to create more of the work-life balance that I was looking for both as a teacher and beyond the classroom. I used to work all the time. I believed that my productivity equaled my worth. I believed that if I wasn't productive, I wasn't worthy. If I wasn't doing enough in the classroom, I wasn't a good teacher. As teachers, we are made to believe that we have to work outside of contracted hours. Now, I know that sometimes we just don't have a choice given certain circumstances. But let me ask you this. Do you work in the evenings? Do you work over the weekends? And did anyone specifically tell you that you had to do all of that? Most teachers will answer with a no, but dot, dot, dot. 
I know I did. Have you ever actually taken the time to ask yourself why? For me, it was guilt. Guilt that I wasn't a good enough teacher if I didn't work overtime. Guilt that I'm showing up unprepared. Guilt that the students would suffer because of my lack of preparation. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not me shaming you if you do work over weekends or even in the evenings. This is me just opening up a new conversation, if you will. This is me saying to you that your productivity isn't everything. Yes, it's always nice to be productive, but it's also really great to rest and be present with the people you love the most. And that brings me to my last lesson. Celebrate the small wins, even if you think it's not worth a celebration. This is something that actually was missing in my life up until earlier this year. Now, I've been told several times to celebrate small wins because even though they're small, they're still wins. When you celebrate the little things, you are showing up for yourself. When you celebrate the little things, you're reminded of how wonderful life, how wonderful the life is that you're building. When you celebrate those little things, you're reminded of how much you've accomplished. I'm going to get really, really honest with you, really raw with you, which I don't think I've ever shared on this podcast. I started my business in 2020. I barely made $100 up until this past year. I didn't celebrate the $37 masterclass payment or the $17 workshop payment that happened over the last several years because that wasn't enough for me to celebrate, or that's at least how I felt. I needed to be full-time CEO to celebrate any of it. Another example in my personal life was when I became a requested teacher. I never celebrated that. I truly didn't understand why people wanted their kids to be in my classroom. I didn't think I was anything out of the ordinary. I was just doing my job. Both should have been celebrated. Making your first dollar in business is huge. Do you know what got in my way? comparing myself to others who seem to be making way more than I even thought was possible for me. Not only that, when you become a requested teacher, that's a huge accomplishment. That means you've earned that badge of honor. That means you've made more of an impact on the next generation than you even dreamed of. Celebrating big or small is so important in life. Don't let comparison be the death of joy. Today, I'm celebrating every single one of my accomplishments from this. I am celebrating the fact that I was able to change so much in just 12 months. My life looks drastically different than it did at the end of 2022. Now, don't get me wrong, it was a journey, there were hardships, but it's a journey that I am so, so proud of myself for doing for going through. So let's recap. Lesson number one, support is critical to a person's ability to change their circumstances. Lesson number two, setting goals will not necessarily get you to where you want to be. Lesson number three, messy action is the only thing that can change your circumstances. Lesson number four, being present is a choice. Lesson number five, your productivity does not equal your worth. And last but not least, lesson number six, celebrate the small wins even if you don't think it's worth a celebration. 
As always, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If you could share this episode with your teacher friends, leave a review, or just share the episode on Instagram and tag me. I love to connect with you. Keep learning, growing, and becoming your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.